Well, good morning, everybody. Sort of coming down here to welcome you all, but I've got to remember not to go off camera. So welcome to you all this morning, this Christmas morning, and welcome to all those watching online. Um, a very Merry Christmas. That's better. <laughs> Though it's also with you is the correct Anglican response. Anyway, on this day, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, who came to save us, and we're here today because Jesus came, because he, he died and he saved us from his sins, so we can rejoice in his presence this morning. So let's just pray as we start. Lord Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of peace, everlasting Father, we, we acknowledge your presence with us this morning. We exalt the name of Jesus and we thank you for all that Christmas means to us. We thank you, Lord, that you took on human flesh. You took on sinful human flesh. And on the cross you defeated it. So that we could rise to new life and victory in your name. So, Lord, we praise you for all that you've done for us. We ask, Lord, that all that we do today would, uh, would glorify you, would honor you. Lord, that that is the desire of our hearts. Amen. Amen. No notices today apart from to remind you that next Sunday, New Year's Eve, there will be one service at 10 o'clock. It will be a combined um, Holy Communion service. Um, and Peter and the, the family are away, and I'm having a senior moment. I can't remember who's preaching. Perhaps so? Kevin Roberts is coming back to preach. He, he came back, came and pre preached um, back in the autumn. He was terrific. So do come and um, hear him. So I'm going to start the service this time with a short video that I actually showed this time last year. But when I, when I had another look at it, it's so powerful. Um, even though some of it's tongue-in-cheek, the end of it is so powerful, I thought, I thought it'd be worth looking at again. So... Um, Ian, if we can run that and then we'll stand and we'll worship Jesus. One December night, over 2,000 years ago, a shining star illuminated a gathering of kings, shepherds, angels and animals round a baby in a stable. Twas the nativity, and it marked the end of a journey that began on a donkey's back. Whoa, hold up there, Jeeves. Yeah, I beg your pardon? Your nativity. That's not exactly how it happened. Here, look, let's start with that donkey. Neither of the gospel stories mentions Mary traveling by donkey. And given the 60 miles of rough terrain they traveled, it's more likely they used a wagon. <laughs> Minor details. But then the innkeeper informs them there's no room... Again, the Bible doesn't actually mention an innkeeper. And in the Greek, the word inn refers to an upper room in a house, not an actual motel. Oh, blast. Look, wherever it was, there was no room. So, Mary and Joseph were sent to the stable. Uh, no stable. <sighs> Not in the Bible either. Now you're catching on. And in those days, most animals were typically kept in a cave. A cave? Yuppers. So it could have been that instead of a stable, the Bible doesn't really say. And the Star of Bethlehem? Duh, that's biblical. Well, we're actually right for once. It's a Christmas miracle. Okay, so now came the shepherds and the three kings. No kings. Three kings is from the song. The Bible says magi, which means wise men. Three wise men? That works. Well, not so fast. While the Bible does mention three gifts, it doesn't specify the number of wise men that brought them. You mean there could have been more? Oh, yeah. A whole posse, even. With a crowd like that, it's a miracle the baby Jesus never cried. What, no crying he makes? That's just a lyric from Away in a Manger, not actual scripture. <laughs> well, of course he was crying. You just added a whole crowd of strange men. Eh, yes and no. There may have been many wise men, but they weren't there that night. You see... Okay, that's enough. Except for the blooming star of Bethlehem, you've just dismantled the most inspiring image of Christian tradition. So what's your point? Point? Well, I guess it's this. Even when all of the man-made traditions are stripped away, the eternal truths still remain. Whether they traveled by donkey or wagon, 
God brought them safely to the birthplace that was prophesied. Whether born in a stable or cave, God provided shelter in a strange new land. Whether there were three kings, three wise men, or many, God called the elect to bear witness and testimony to the birth of Emmanuel. So whether your manger looks like this, or like this, the one thing that remains unchanged is this. A baby boy, born of a virgin, this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Bless you, sir. I'll never look at the miracle of December 25th the same way again. December 25th? Oh, I almost forgot. Stop that. Music! So we come to worship God who came to earth as a baby and grew up to live with us as a man. Emmanuel, God with us. So let's stand and worship in the words of the little town of Bethlehem.
So as we celebrate Jesus, the light of the world, coming into the earth on Chris at Christmas, we light all of our Christmas candle today, and we have a prayer to follow. So we say together the words on the screen. Eternal God, on the first Christmas day, you sent your almighty word to pierce the world's darkness with a light of salvation. Give to the earth that peace that we long for and fill our hearts with the joy of heaven through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you like to be seated for our reading? I'm going to do a little introduction and then Cheryl will do the reading. So, um, am I on? Am I on? Am I on? I will be on. I am on. I am on. Good morning to you and happy Christmas. I need to stand at this point. Thank you, Aidan. Um, my notes are over there. Excuse me. <laughs> so, um, I wonder who's travelled here to church the furthest? Who lives... Um, the furthest away from church. Who, uh, I'm looking around thinking, who is um, relatives, uh, friends who are saying, is, is anybody who lives a little way away from Christ Church? Ah, do you mind me asking what, how far away? Uh, yeah, 150 miles away, Basin, 150 miles. Any advances on 150 miles? Right over there, where, where, where do you come from? Devon. Devon, right, how many miles-ish is that from here? Ooh, we just beat 100, so 160. Any, any advances 160? Well, okay. Well, Manchester maybe as well. It's, that's, that's maybe quite not as far as, as Devon. But, um, so 160 miles is, is the furthest. Great, excellent. Um, so welcome to, to, well, obviously welcome to everybody. Welcome to those who are visiting, uh, family, friends, relatives, etc., etc. You, know, you never know who's going to turn up on Christmas Day. You really don't. So um, anyway wonderful and uh, thank you for joining us online as well and so so long long journey long journey from Devon uh, long journey from Basingstoke um, we make long journeys in our lives don't we and uh, and yet the journey that, that Jesus made from the heavenly realm to earth is is the longest most mind-blowing journey that you can ever begin to think about uh, who just forget uh, poets down the ages have tried to get their heads around uh, this the truth that God has become one of us that that Jesus who who dwelt and dwells in the in the heavenly realms where there's perfection where there is eternity where there is light unendingly Jesus surrendered that gave that up to become one of us on this earth that is a, a, amazing amazing journey isn't it and John says in his gospel in his prologue and this is the message version of the prologue in John chapter 1 the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood I love that translation the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood so let's hear how this happened Cheryl thank you The reading, is this on? Hello? Yes. The reading is taken from Luke, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. I'm not sure what page it is in the church Bibles, because I've got my own Bible here. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree 
that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Cheryl. So, what an, an amazing mind-blowing journey God's Son had from the heavenly realms to this earth. And when people come to stay with us, um, often they will bring um, some luggage. They'll bring their, their things with them to stay. So, just going off camera just for a moment, um, I'm just um, getting a suitcase. Uh, so when you, when you go on your travels, when you go and stay with friends or family, you're going to take your suitcase with you. And uh, there'll be various things that you will have packed uh, to take on your journey. And um, so we'll have a little think about what you might take or uh, what might be, how that might relate to, uh, to Christmas and the fact that Jesus, God's son, journeyed from heaven to earth. So let's have a look uh, what's, in, what's in this suitcase and what we can find. Okay, so we've got a jacket. Okay, got a nice, smart jacket. Um, when, you, when you're going away, maybe if you're going away for Christmas and you're staying with someone, you might take your smart clothing. So this person, whoever's packed the suitcase, has decided they're going to go somewhere smart, uh, and maybe a party or something like that. And so they need to look very presentable and, and very smart for the Christmas celebrations that they are joining in with. And, uh, and yet, when Jesus came to earth... He didn't come wearing his best clothes. He didn't come to this earth wearing his kingly robes. Jesus is king, isn't he? He's, he's, he's Lord, he's king over everything. And yet he didn't come to this earth wearing his best clothes, his kingly robes. Actually, it says in the Bible, in the New Testament, he, he took off his kingly robes and he came to earth in human form, in human flesh. And he was born as a baby and lived amongst us. That's what the Bible says. And, and in itself, that is mind-blowing, isn't it? Jesus didn't come in his kingly robes, and yet he took that off, as it were, and he put on human flesh instead. So that's, that's one um, incredible thing uh, about this the Christmas uh, story or the Christmas narrative we're thinking about. What else have we got in my suitcase or in this, the suitcase that this person's packed? Oh, we've got some mince pies. Some lovely uh, mince pies here. Uh, looks like this person, you know, has, has brought something to add to the Christmas feast or the Christmas party. And um, 
And yet, when Jesus came to earth, uh, there was no big celebration. What they'd expect the king of heaven and earth uh, being born would have led to the biggest party ever. You remember the coronation of King Charles uh, recently? There was huge parties all over the place, weren't there? And yet, when Jesus was born, when Jesus arrived, hardly anybody knew about it. There wasn't a big, big, big fanfare. Uh, he was born um, in a cave, it's likely actually, as it says on that little film. Born in a cave, born in a very humble place. Uh, and, and not a place of luxury, but a very humble, humble place. Isn't that incredible as well? The King of Kings and Lord of Lords was born in a humble, humble place. I wonder what else this person has packed uh, in their suitcase. Um, oh, a pair of slippers. Oh, a pair of slippers. Um, I don't know about you, but I love wearing slippers. Um, you know, in, in your home, you can just put these slippers on. You feel all kind of, you know, comfortable. Don't you? you can take your shoes off, and you can put your feet up, and you can enjoy uh, where you are at home. And yet, Jesus, when he was born, he didn't come uh, to be born expecting for people to serve him. He came to serve which is amazing in itself as well, isn't it? The, the, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, he didn't come expecting to be served, as it were, to put his slippers on and, and to be served. He came to serve. The New Testament says that the Son of Man came as a ransom for many. He came to, to serve us, to serve the world. That is amazing as well, isn't it? And what else have I got in, what else is in this suitcase? Or a couple of presents. Uh, who's going to be opening presents later on? Who's, who, who's, who's opened their presents already? Has anybody opened all their presents yet? No, if there was children, I won't decide expecting to say anything. But yeah, very, very well done, grown-ups. Um, you're going to open the presents later. But we expect presents at Christmas, don't we? That's one of the big traditions of Christmas, isn't it? You're expecting presents. And, and the reason people give presents is to show love, isn't it? You want to show someone you love them. You give them a present to show your love for them. And so when Jesus came, he came as God's special gift of love for us. He came on that incredible journey from heaven to earth, a journey we can't get our heads around, but he traveled from the eternal realm into this mortal realm to be one of us, to be with us, to take on human flesh and to, as John said earlier on, to go to the cross to die for us, and yes, rise again, and now he reigns at the right hand of the Almighty. So yes, Jesus came to be with us as a baby. He came amongst us in poverty. He came amongst us not to be served, but to serve. And he came to give us a gift of himself by dying on the cross, and so that we can be friends with God forever and ever. So I wonder, I wonder, we like the shepherds are invited to come and approach the manger, to approach the throne, to approach that place of wonder that Jesus, where Jesus was born was a place of wonder, wasn't it? And he invites us to come to himself and to be his friend. We won't find Jesus lying in a manger because he is now at the right hand of the Almighty. That is where he dwells in everlasting splendor, at the right hand of the Father. And yet he invites us to come and to put our trust, our faith, our complete trust in him, so that we become children of God. And so the Bible invites us, as James says, to come near to God and he will come near to you. So on the screen, there's gonna be a picture of a candle and uh, I invite you to focus on either that picture or a real candle. Just, to fo just focus on a lit candle at this point. I'm just going to lead us in a very short reflection. And so we see a light shining. And as we look at the, the lit candle, we are reminded of Jesus who came to earth as a baby. God coming close to us on the first Christmas day so that we might come close to him. Just pause and reflect on that for a moment.
as we see the flame burning, we are reminded that Jesus came because God the Father loves us and we are precious to him. And as we look at the light of the flame, we are reminded that Jesus came to deal with the darkness of our sin by dying for us on the cross, but then rising from the dead and ascending on high. And as we turn to Jesus, who is the light of the world, as we believe and trust in him, so we receive his gift of becoming a child of God. And the Holy Spirit comes to live within us. God's light now resides in us. Thank you, Jesus, that you came close to us so that we might live in close relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, amen. to our um, prayers. As I was preparing this, I was just reminded again that Christmas is a time of great rejoicing for some and of great pain for others, and it's often the difference seems to be magnified at this time of year. And there are times when one looks at situations, either in our own lives or in those of the ones, the lives of those we love, or in the lives those that we hear about in the news. And you think, how do I pray? So what we're going to do is we're going to do something fairly simple. I want to ask that we all close our eyes and just focus on the fact that Jesus is here and his love overflows for all those in need. So we say, come Lord Jesus, in your love and in your mercy, and guide us as we pray. Now as we focus our eyes on Jesus, let's bring those who are on our hearts to him. Let's start with all the situations in the world that cause us so, so much pain. Let us pray for the situation in the Middle East. All those who are suffering. Let us lift up those who are trying to stir up trouble. And ask the Lord, the mighty God and the Prince of Peace, to thwart their efforts. Let us pray, too, for the ongoing situation in Ukraine. Let us pray in particular for all those who are working to bring help or to negotiate for peace. Let us again pray that the wonderful counselor will give them the right words. Let us pray also, bring our focus nearer to home. For all those for whom Christmas is a, is, a, is a painful time, for those who are alone, for those who are homeless, for those for whom 
Memories of Christmas are not, are not glad. For those who are grieving. For the families where there is strife and abuse. Where there are strains in relationships. Remembering that the divorce rate is often higher in the aftermath of Christmas. Let us lift all these people, all known to us personally, lift them up before the Lord, who is love. So if you can remember the words, we pray, Lord, will you accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we continue in the service, we're going to shift our focus now from the, from the crib and the manger to the Last Supper, when Jesus instituted the Holy Communion and the symbols of bread and wine as his body and blood shed for us. Before we do that, let's have a moment of quiet before the Lord and confess anything that needs to be confessed as we come to his table and receive the bread and the wine, the symbols of his love for us and his sacrifice for us. remind ourselves that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let us receive our forgiveness. Let us receive our cleansing. As we ask the Lord to lead us into all that he has for us as children of God. Amen. So as forgiven children of God, we have his peace. We have peace with God, which means he no longer holds anything against us, but pours out his love on us. And the angels on that first day cried out, glory to God in the highest and peace to his peace to people on earth with whom he is well pleased. So let's share that peace with each other in the knowledge that peace means that we are forgiven and we have a close, intimate relationship with Jesus and our Father. So may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's spend a moment sharing that peace with each other. We return to our seats and we'll sing a the song is uh, again focusing our attention now towards the cross but it didn't rehearse it tells us about the whole 
of the story of redemption. And so, so it's partly a, an offertory hymn, partly a creed. So it's in King of Kings, in the darkness we were waiting. In the darkness we were waiting, without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running, there was mercy in your eyes. To fulfill the law and prophets, to a virgin came the word. From a throne of endless glory, to a cradle in the dirt. Praise the
The Lord is here. His spirit is Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks to And now we give you thanks because in the incarnation of the word a new light has dawned upon the world. You have become one with us that we might become one with you in your glorious kingdom. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and wine are poured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again, he praised you. He gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. When we eat this bread, and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, Lord Jesus, until you come in glory. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. Rejoicing in the presence of God here among us, as our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break the bread of life, and that life is the light of the world. God here among us, light in the midst of us, bring us to light and life. Christ is a true bread which has come down from heaven. Lord, give us this bread always. And so we'll continue our custom of sharing the bread from the table here. And this one it is just the one table uh, to be served wine. And as normal we'll take the bread and the wine back to our seat and we will all consume together.
body of Christ keep you in eternal life. Amen. And the blood of Christ keep you in eternal life. this prayer following through. God our Father, whose word has come among us in the holy child of Bethlehem, may the light of faith illumine our hearts and shine in our words and deeds through him who is Christ the Lord. me to say thanks for coming it's been a joy to worship with you this morning to know the presence of our Lord Jesus in our midst we're going to finish with one more carol hark the herald angels sing
this Christmas day, let us go from this place in the joy of the Lord who died for us, who was rose, raised to life again, and who lives in our hearts. May the joy of Jesus fill our hearts this Christmas. And as we go from this place, let us go and love and serve the Lord. Amen. It's a very happy Christmas, everybody. And to all of you online as well. <laughs>